Welcome to Getting Personal with Daphne Bugler and Isabella Hobbs, your go-to podcast for all things emotional. Tune in weekly as we're joined by familiar faces from the worlds of sport, music, film, activism, and everywhere in between to talk about how emotions have shaped people's lives. afternoon Isabella this episode goes out in the morning yeah but we obviously did not record it on the morning of well let's just say hi then okay go on okay hi Daphne hi how are you I am very excited I'm Um, really excited as well I'm on I'm on cloud nine do you want to to share with our listeners why we are both so excited this week because it's our 10th episode woo Oh my gosh, 10 people, 10 interviews, 10 amazing episodes. I can't believe it. I can't, this has just flown by. 10 weeks. 10 Ten weeks. It's honestly, it's been 10 weeks and we started recording this before that. So it's just been like, it's been a, it's been a long time, but it's gone by. So I just can't, I can't comprehend the fact that we've actually spoken and done these interviews with 10 people at this point. Like... 10 people is a lot of people. 10 people is a lot of people. and It's all my fingers on my hands. <laughs> We're not talking to kids anymore. <laughs> I've been at school all day. Just grant me this. <laughs> so in light of it being our 10th episode, which means it's our 10th guest, um, it also means it is the last episode of our first season, um, which is both a very you know happy and sad moment. But we will be back in a few weeks um, with our second season. We have some really, really exciting guests lined up. So stay tuned for that and keep an eye out for it. Um, but we'll be releasing um, a special episode uh, coming very shortly, which will be a look back at everything that we've um, seen so far and all the guests we've spoken to in season one. So keep your eyes peeled. Our guest this week is an activist who founded the January movement back in 2019, an initiative that encourages women to grow their body hair for the month of January and share images of themselves online whilst also donating to Body Gossip, a charity that combines arts and education to empower everybody to be the best version of themselves. Our guest first started growing out her body hair in May 2018 as part of her drama degree performance at the University of Exeter. After feeling liberated and more confident in herself, she thought of January and became eager to get more friends and family involved for the month of January. The campaign hashtag has now attracted thousands of posts from women all over the world. January is not about shaming women who choose to remove body and facial hair. As our guest has said for The Guardian Online at the beginning of this year, shave whenever you want to, but make sure you're making the choice for you. It's not just about hair, it's about building a conversation around the subject. Today, for the last time in our first season, we are getting personal with Laura Jackson. Right, so um, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today, um, this That's evening right. for me, this afternoon for you guys, I think. Yeah, it's, it's about just yes. afternoon, midday. Just afternoon. Welcome to, to the afternoon for you guys. Um, <laughs> so Laura, we are so excited um, to be interviewing you today, having a chat about all things emotions and 
poignant experiences that you've um, had in your life. Um, but first of all, we really want you to take this opportunity to tell us about January. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, so January is a... Uh, <laughs> I was like, what is it? Uh, January is a, a campaign and movement for women and non-binary people to come together, uh, support one another and... Um, sort of make it have a discussion about the the prickly subject of body hair <laughs> um <laughs> i always use that pun too much but um yeah it's basically just about um yeah highlighting these issues and having a conversation about it um and also it leads to so much more than just body hair this that for what janya harry stands for um it's 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 highlighting societal pressures that can drive destructive behaviours. And um, this can relate to so many other things, um, like the pressures women go through um, about losing weight, about, um, you know, it's so much, but it's, it's, and it's sort of, it ties in with that and, um, and experiencing self-love and, um, and acceptance. Um, so yeah it's just like it's 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 a positive um movement for for people to um to educate themselves on each other well it's absolutely fantastic that that you've been such a driving force for this yeah definitely and i think so our big thing is um we're talking all about all things emotions so one Mm. thing that i've been so keen to talk to you about is fear and how um starting a movement like this and starting a campaign like this you're putting yourself out there in such in some ways a very vulnerable way talking about something that's very stigmatized and i wanted to know what that was like for you and if there was any kind of fear in overcoming that or if it came quite naturally or how you dealt with any um potentially negative responses to it yeah for sure Um, um, so when I when I when I first made uh, the account, so January Harry was literally I went to a um, I went to a Women of the World Festival in Exeter um, in 2018, and um, and there was a there was a talk there about uh, the politics of body hair, and I thought oh this would be really interesting, and then so I went to this talk and um, they were talking about body hair obviously but they ended up talking a a bit about like the 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 difficulty of removing body hair um and and obviously there was like a limited time they could do this talk for there was a panel of these wonderful women but we didn't really get into the nitty-gritty of the actual politics of body hair and then um by the time it got to the end the people who were sat in there got a little bit like um Upset, like they were like, I wanted to talk about like somebody. A lady stood up and was like, "I'm a lawyer. If I went into work with unshaved legs and I was wearing like a dress, um, I'd probably get in a lot of trouble." I want to talk about that. Another lady stood up and was like, "I have PCOS. I have to shave off my beard so much, and um, I really struggle with accepting that um, in like especially like in public and around people because it's not like you know normal um, as as people say, but." Um, 
so yeah and then and then uh, a lady stood up and was like you know men have like november of just like growing out hair why, why don't we have a community of women who come together and support each other and talk about this um this issue and and i and i was like oh you could call it january um and then everyone was like ha 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 yeah very funny and then sort of the, the day finished and months went by and i was like someone someone really needs to do this why not? i'll just set up a few little social media accounts so i literally just set up an account on Instagram uh, one on Twitter even though I'm really bad at Twitter and on Facebook and I honestly just thought that you know a couple of friends might join in maybe my mum you know and um, but yeah it ended up getting really really big and it kind of shows that it shows that it's an issue that um, that a lot of people want to talk about and it is really important and it has such so many messages within it um, that we all need to sort of um really think about but yeah because it became so big without me like asking for that you know I wasn't um, I suddenly had this responsibility and I suddenly had to um I I had to like go on I was like asked to go on panels I was asked to talk and I'm not a spokesperson I you know this I started this campaign but the campaign isn't about me it's about this community um so so when when I'm asked all these questions, of course I can't speak for all women as well. I'm a white cisgender woman, um, I have so much privilege. So um, it's it's honestly just about the community and and, and talking with each other. So I, I think I I was very like a lot of fear would come into doing the right thing because I was hosting this community. It was having the right messages um, explored, having the right right people. Um, involved and it was so sometimes that would restrict me um because I'm, I'm I'd be scared to do something wrong and I learned so much through January like I was I, I have made mistakes with it um and I've been I mean, I've been corrected on it but I think I yeah definitely been fearful of of um making the wrong content and um like offending somebody and I learned so much about um like the inclusion of so many different uh, identities and ethnicities and um yeah I think I think what I've sort of learned from that was like don't don't like not do something because you're scared you're gonna do it wrong or you're gonna um so it's better to like make mistakes and learn from it and then um and then apologize for that and 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 then do better next time instead of just standing back and like not doing anything and it can it can you know reflect on a lot of stuff like black lives matter like having those conversations um and it's better to to have those conversations ask questions um um correct people if if you think they need correcting um and if you end up making a mistake you say sorry okay i'm glad i'm glad you know you've you've told me that I'll, i've learned from that and i'll move on um but you're not going to learn you're not going to you're not going to move on you're not going to create any change unless you um you know you you strive to do something and you might make mistakes sometimes but that's okay but um but yeah i think uh, 
definitely a lot of a lot of fear with that responsibility and I still get it I'm not like now like yeah I, I run it and I'm just like oh I'm this amazing like body positive activist <laughs> I honestly uh, it's actually running this has actually caused me a lot of mental health issues because sometimes I really feel like I need like a responsibility like I don't need a responsibility I have this responsibility that um for this this thing and as it grows and grows it's like should I be running this shouldn't somebody like who's like bigger than me be running this like imposter syndrome so it doesn't go but I've definitely learned a lot from it and um it comes in like waves and I think fear is so you know it's like addictive if you will (laughs) but it's like you, you can so easily fall back into it but it's it's um I'm not really making any sense anymore, but I just... Oh, yeah, no, you're making fit. so much sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. Really Do you think? Oh, well, I'll yes. keep yapping on then. But, um, yeah, but fit, yeah, so so it's def- it definitely plays a big role in 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 January, in, in hosting it anyway. But, um, and and with... Actually, it's, it plays a huge role in January and what it means. Fear, it's the fear of, of feeling accepted, fear of, of going out there and, and just being, which is so bizarre when you think about it. Like, of um, we're talking about self-love and acceptance and it's there because we're too scared to... Um, you know just let our let our bodies be to um explore our bodies and to and to love parts of ourselves that we've been shaming for having for for you know so long um and that you know society's been shaming us for 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 having that it's just so difficult to accept it and embrace it and that and again that can represent so much more than body hair that can represent like the whole like body image the way you see yourself um and the way you see others and I think it really like for me growing out my body hair um and it sounds so ridiculous um but it's so true as well and so many like other people have come back to me and said like I've had this exact experience it's growing up my body hair has really changed my relationship with my whole body and the way I view myself the way I um take care of myself the the the, like the way I re rethink the way I sort of talk to my body um like in my head like it's um and it's really got me looking at it in a different way and it 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 does it's it's very it's very important to to be able to sort of think about why you think things about your body, why you do certain things uh, to your body. And I think body hair really sort of unlocks that sort of, and it sounds ridiculous, but it really does have such an effect on on how you um, see yourself and how you see other people through embracing a part of yourself that you've been, you know, trying to hide. But um, yeah, I've really gone off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love this kind of stuff. And it's so interesting hearing from your point of view of like the background to the campaign, because it, it isn't just as I think maybe some some people that aren't as familiar with with the whole concept they think it's oh it's like it's a few girls letting their armpit hair grow out or it's a few girls getting their leg leg hair grow out for a month but it's so much bigger than that like you said it's it's a whole it's um coming to accept and love your body for what it is regardless of what society says that it should be and like while you're speaking i'm just thinking about um like growing up like when you hit i don't know how old i was probably 11 or 12 and i hadn't really thought about my body hair at all until (laughs) don't want to dob her in it but like my mum was like oh i think it's time that i introduce you to veet (laughs) 
Like, I think it's time <laughs> that we take care of your like underarm hair and like, this is what I do and this is what your older sister does. And it's so weird because I was, it suddenly was like almost thrust upon me like, oh gosh, okay, this is the next step of my life. This is what I have to do like every yeah. week, every two weeks until And you're wherever. suddenly embarrassed by this thing that's always been there that you never notice as a problem. No, yeah. And it's really interesting how as women, we encourage each other to, to go through these rituals mm. and we, we shame each other. So it, and that that's... Yeah, that's really interesting as well because it's the same experience with me. It was my sister, my older sister, who who looked at my my legs while we were like in the back of a car, and she said, "Oh, you need to start shaving." And um, and it was when I first started growing out my body hair. I was like speaking to my mum about it, and she just couldn't understand it at first, and said, "Like, mm. so are you are you doing this to because you're being lazy or because you're trying to prove a point?" And it was interesting that I, it was I had to it was one of those choices, yeah. you know, like, like I could just other, be. You, you have to choose one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the language behind it and the thoughts behind it, but. Um, but yeah, it's so interesting to hear your experience as well and how similar it is to, to mine and so many others. It's just, so that's a big thing as well about, about January is, is it being a community of women and educating women. It's not just being like, oh, men, you need to, need to listen to us. But it's like, it's like women of, we need to stop shaming each other. Mm. I personally feel more uncomfortable I've had, I've had like in the past and sometimes in the present, like, you know, you, body image isn't like suddenly, suddenly I'm like, I love my body and every day I love my body. It's a daily <laughs> challenge. Exactly. It's a, it's a daily, um, you've got to unlearn this stuff like every day. Um, and some days you're going to have bad days. And there are some days where I feel a bit insecure about my body hair because I'm about to go somewhere. And, you know, there are people who don't know me, there are people that know, don't know who I stand for. And that maybe have opinions that aren't, they don't, they don't understand how normal body hair is yet. So sometimes, you know, if I'm not in the mood to start getting into a political conversation or for them to, you know, to, to be like staring at me or wondering, sometimes I'm a bit like, like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. And most of the time it's in a situation of a room of women. It's not in a in, in like going on a going on a date or or like going and and you know, a room of men. Like I don't that's not what that's not what scares me. It's about a room of women because we shame each other so mm. much and we see each other as competitors so much that it's and that is literally what we're we're raised to think is like we um you know we have to be better than the other one and um we want everything that everybody else has but what we have and it's just but the only thing what when i see somebody when people comment when people make comments to me or to other people about um you know especially shaming them for having body hair or saying it's absolutely disgusting or or shaming shaming them for anything any shame um is it just shows how insecure they are as a person and um i just feel sorry for them to be honest that they mm -hmm. that they have to um you know because if it, it if they're not accepting other people then they're really struggling to accept themselves and it sort of works vice versa if you don't love and accept yourself then you can't truly love and accept other people and I think Janya Harry really taught me a lot about, about that as well, is that like I learned so much to love myself and accept myself that I really started to like, it changed my perspective on accepting and understanding other people's opinions and views and really like listening to them and um, trying to understand them and got me like interested in in wanting to like share more opinions with myself and hear more opinions of others. And it's just, yeah, so it's, it's all around. Um, 
good experiences. So I'm like sorry, your... I've gone off on one again. <laughs> oh, not at all. It, it sounds like your experiences um, with love and fear are very interwoven. Like you said, it, kind yes. of, it all comes down to self-love, which is incredibly, yeah. incredibly important. And like you said, it's not like, oh, I wish it was as easy as like, oh, today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to love my body. I'm great. Like, I'm just going to love my body for the rest of my life. Like it, it is, it's a process that you're, you're, you're going through every single minute of every day. And it's, you might one day be like on such a high being like, you know what, today I love my body. I'm so proud of what it can do. And like the next hour you might kind of drop down and be really battling against um, like your view of yourself. And it's very much that kind of, yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. Like, your like the fear of the unknown and how people will think of you and how you're going to react to to this like these new these new things compared to um like that drive that i think we all wish and strive for to definitely love ourselves and it's so hard yeah Yeah. (laughs) definitely and what this kind of leads into i think nicely as you were talking about opinions and having other people's opinions and trying to understand them more and I think often that kind of emotion of dealing with people's opinions that you might find at times quite upsetting or quite overwhelming when um can often be very overwhelming to deal with opinions that are that you're trying to um help people educate themselves or help people um learn things and while we learn ourselves but looking at um the idea of anger and forgiveness and how we kind of deal with these situations where we're talking to people who we might not necessarily agree with or um, even just in general when we get into situations where we do have that sense of anger how do you kind of cope with that and how did you get to a point where you said to us um, that forgiveness was really important for you and that you managed to do that in your day-to-day life yeah yeah so I think all of these emotions are all so intertwined like you can't you can't have one without the other you know like it's um that you can't you can't be sad without experiencing happiness and and vice versa but it's it's like with with like anger um it really yeah really sort of makes me think of forgiveness um because you know you have to sort of when I, when I think of, of, of the emotion of anger, I think of like being angry at, at somebody and um, or like a situation or maybe angry at myself. And um, and I think forgiveness is so important and not just with anger, but with with all of these emotions as well. And um, and it's not just important for the person you're forgiving it's it's not about them (laughs) um it's about you and so when when you're when you're holding resentment against somebody I watch this like um sorry when you're holding resentment about somebody um it's it's like you've got this chain like tied to you and and, and the, the other part is tied to to them um and and holding that and not forgiving them you're keeping this chain there you're you're holding yourself back but by saying I forgive you, you're breaking the chain. You're not, and it's not for them, it's for you. And um, I remember I did that for, with a friend. And I think that's, that's, it was like the first experience I like had of truly forgiving somebody um, for me and not for them. Because um, a friend like really was really disloyal to our friendship. And I was like so upset about it. And she asked to like talk to me. And I remember I had, I like yelled at her. I called her names, which I apologized for afterwards because we shouldn't call each other names. And then I was like, 
you know what? I forgive you. And then she said, oh, you don't have to do that. And I said, I, I forgive you. It's not for you. It's for me. Um, and then I said, and then I asked if I could give her a hug and then we hugged and then I was like, okay, but it's, it's, yeah, it's so important to, to recognize forgiveness and, um, and it definitely for yourself, um, more than anybody else. But yes. <laughs> That's so interesting because I can outright say that, um, I, I never, <laughs> I never forgive and I never forget kind of like, yeah. that's always what I think. And I, um, I'll, I'll go through phases where I will think about ways I've been wronged by my mortal enemies or whoever they are, mm. um, namely boys. Um, yes. <laughs> and I'll think, oh, I forgive them. Like it's made me who I am today. And like, you know what, if, like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to speak to them again, but like in my head, I forgive them. And then you t- talk to me like two hours later. I'm like, no, I don't forgive them. Like I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm holding a grudge at the end of the earth. Like, yeah. and yeah. you're so right. And I think this is, this is definitely an ongoing battle that I have. Um, yeah. Because, no, me yeah, too. Me it's too. It's hard to forget yeah. things so, that have happened to you. And um, especially when they make like such like they really hurt you or you feel yeah. like really strong emotions from them and it's so mm. hard to move on from that and to in any way view that person in like a positive light again but you're so yeah. right it is so important that we do that and that we put ourselves in that kind of mental space where we aren't holding that kind of heavy sort of like angry emotion that we yeah. can move forward and like what you said about um, about forgiveness um it is for you like it's your decision and it and it ultimately is your choice and it will affect you because i think quite often we or one one will forgive the other party to kind of l- let them feel okay about it like oh, mm. like le- like it's fine leave leave the leave yeah. the situation alone i forgive you even though you yeah. don't mean it because the forgiveness is ultimately it's your decision and it affects it's your you decision. and your like yeah. mental well-being and your state of mind yeah. it's nothing it's to do with them yeah, exactly. It's literally, it's it's not saying like, oh, I forgive you. Like what you did is okay and, and it's all okay and don't worry about it. You've done nothing wrong. Saying I forgive you is literally like breaking that barrier between you guys and saying I'm no longer letting you have power over me or letting you have hold that part of of of, of my attention, of my, my feelings. Like I'm, I'm breaking that off because you don't deserve to have that part of me basically. So it's, it's not always, it's this, loving um accepting you know it's it's about like no i i refuse to let you let you still hold that grudge and i still think like like you say like oh it's i i still hold grudges and stuff and i say like oh i forgive this person but then an hour later i don't and and honestly i'm i'm no i'm no saint i still hold <laughs> i'm still i'm still think i've got some unresolved um unresolved anger um from a lot of past and again it's boys stupid boys but um <laughs> but i i, That's I still a whole have a podcast we're starting. it's a whole other podcast, podcast that yes about just boys. call it stupid boys yeah <laughs> Men are trash. Yep. Oh trash. my god. Working titles. We've got some working titles. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I still I still have some unresolved anger um, and still things to to look at and 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 find a way to forgive because you know because it does weigh you down, doesn't it? When you're not when you hold a grudge yeah. and when you're when you are angry and um, I haven't got time for that. No. 
No, you've got campaigns to start. People yeah. have to, <laughs> things to, to do. <laughs> we don't have time for these grudges, ladies. <laughs> uh, oh, fantastic. No, thank you for... Um, kind of inspiring me i don't know about you daphne i feel like i feel very inspired Laura's like i really think inspired. i need to really kind of like write <laughs> some my wrongs, attitude readjust my way of thinking <laughs> i think because often god. we message each other and we're like oh my god i just remembered this person said this and it's still bothering me and like still two years them. later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i think that is not a very healthy way of looking at it and it is in some ways it facilitates this culture of like toxicity and even just like the way we talk to each other and the kind of conversations we have about things that happened so long ago that in reality probably the fact that we um went through them probably were really positive for us in the end and maybe made us you know have some kind of strength or some learn something that we might not have had before so even though it maybe was a negative situation you can kind of reach that forgiveness by looking at the positives that came out of it and what you learned from it and how again in the future you might approach a situation in a bit of a different way or take more caution or um yeah I think that's something that we definitely I definitely I do, personally I could do work believe, on. like I've had a lot of people say to me in the past before like really annoyingly at the time I didn't really appreciate it like at the time but like things happen for a reason and I don't necessarily think like things happen for a reason but like their outcomes are what shapes the rest of your life and you can't escape that you just have to kind of go with the flow um be, a phrase we're using a lot in Hong Kong at the moment is be water which is kind of like yeah go with the flow like just accept it like we're just water I love that, we're, we're love that. yeah it was it was to do be a lot water. of like kind of political and um, Covid related things in the last right. week so mm-hmm. um, but yeah just like be water like things will happen and like will alter your path but ultimately you can't you can't be angry about or upset about where you are or what happened in the past because it's just it's just part of your life and that's very kind of like zen yes. <laughs> yeah. thinking about it but I think the more yeah. that I say things like that the more I believe it and then the, yes. less, I'll be, the less I'll be positive decisions or choices I've made positive reinforcement you have to constantly be telling Fake yourself it these you things make it yes. I think that's yes. my biggest catch, catchphrase is just fake it till you make it. Definitely. It confidence, though. Like, if you oh, yeah. go into a situation and you are absolutely terrified or you don't know what you're doing, if you just, like, speak as though... Or, like, almost role-play it so you say what you think the person would do, yeah. you can end up... You Like, it's actually so much easier to do those kind of things or to eventually... Yeah, you just sort of fake it and then you make it it works out yeah <laughs> definitely and I think like that that really sort of resonates with fear as well is yeah. sometimes you can be so like terrified of a situation um, and and really like and it, it does sound a bit it does sound fake because you're faking it but, but, <laughs> but sometimes if you're doing it for a positive reason or because you know something that you're nervous about might be a temporary or maybe irrational that if 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 you fake it, it will it like smile on the outside and the insides will catch up. That's what my mum always says. But, oh, that's um, lovely. I love that. It's oh, cute. I want to embroider that somewhere. <laughs> I want that on a poster. Oh, I love it. Uh, I'll tell I'm my mum. That She'll love it. Well, yeah, tell your mum. We're a big fan of that. That's fantastic. Big fan. What a gem. Yeah. But, yeah, it really, really is. Like confidence and faking, fake it till you make it is, mm. is very, very important in a lot of situations. And it can... Um, 
yeah, it can help with, with some fear, with some unnecessary fear. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, so we've mentioned boys briefly, but <laughs> <laughs> that kind of moves us on to sort of the idea of love. And love is, you know, it doesn't have to be about boys because it can be about anything. It can be about love of friendships. It could be about love of family, about a passion. Um, but that with all of these different forms of love and again with your campaigning, which I'm sure brings you a lot of this kind of feeling of passion, um, what are your experiences with love and how these all these different ways that it can manifest in our lives go about and how poignant it can be and linked to anger and fear in many ways as well? Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, of course, like I've said a lot about self-love, so let's talk about other people, you know. <laughs> Stop talking about yourself, Laura. Um, but... Um, yeah, I think when I think of love, of, of of loving someone else, I think like, you know, I think of like family, I think of friends, um, because, you know, those are those are people who've really like shaped you and have looked after you and been there for you. Um, I, I still and this is probably where I, ho- I hold a lot of anger still and I still haven't forgiven. But when it comes to um, being in love and in a relationship, I still have like a bit of um <laughs> maybe commitment issues now because I I think or like I just don't I don't want to let myself fall into that um, and I think that's that's a lot because of my past because I, I, I used to be in an abusive relationship and um, and I, I really really fell in love with this guy um, and there was this wonderful uh, Instagram post I, I saw yesterday um, and it's from, from the account called La la la, let me explain. And that's not a stutter, it's la la la, let me explain. <laughs> but, um, and they posted a thing uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, yeah, saying if you put a frog in boiling water, it will jump out. If you put a frog in warm water and gradually turn up the heat until the water is boiling, the frog will remain there until it dies. And that is an abusive relationship. And I was like, that is so accurate. Because <laughs> I like really, really fell with this guy, really, really loved him. And um, and I think love can really, it can be the most amazing feeling in the world, but it can also really blind you to a healthy understanding of balance and logic and emotion, uh, the balance of logic and emotion, sorry. And um, and yeah, and I think that really sort of it, it blinded me to to a lot of a lot of the situation going on. But a, a, abusive relationships aren't always easy to 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 see. They're not like especially like um, controlling, coercive ones um, when they're um, you know not so. It can be like emotionally abusive and gaslighting. It's not always easy to um, to understand and. Um, to uh, make logic of but um but yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad i'm out of that it took a while but um and it really it really has sort of yeah because love can really easily fall into anger and i think the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference and it's it's so you know it's still still holding that resentment is is unhealthy but yeah, it definitely. I definitely have some work to do there. But it's um, yeah, it's, it's definitely affected the way I, I view um, you know, my relationship with with my current boyfriend, with um, with you know, when I see other people in relationships, when I've got people close to me who are in relationships, and I I don't want them to get hurt the way I was hurt. So it really, I take everything with a pinch of salt when it comes to to love there. So, but it hasn't it hasn't let me. 
it hasn't like ruined love for me. It's not like I don't believe in love. It's just a very, very vulnerable emotion for me to, um, to you know, have open arms for. You know, it's it's. I'm very, very. I've built up this wall for love, um, but um, I'm I'm hoping to to find a way to break that down. But um, I think trust as well is such. It comes in in all these emotions. Trust is trust in yourself, trust for other people, and um, and yeah, and having <laughs> trust issues <laughs> because you don't you don't want somebody to um, to like hurt you in that way. You don't want them. You don't want to give them that opportunity. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's and sometimes sharing these emotions, having these conversations, um, it, we need to all find ways to be able to feel comfortable to have these conversations, and whether that's in a, a certain environment where where I where I feel I'm safe, where it's talking to people that I trust, um, it's that I trust with this sort of um, content, where it's whether it's like being in a certain position that I'm in, where I can, where I feel I can share it. And it's so important, it's really important for us all to share our emotions and our experiences and how we're feeling. It's so, so important. So I'm loving what you guys are doing and this 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 conversation is so great. But, um, but yeah. And thank I, you. No, it's great. And, I, and thank you for, for, for talking to me. I mean, I'm, I know like, spokesperson guru of emotions and self-love but you know um it's it's a lot of fun and i'm just enjoying this conversation to be honest so thanks (laughs) so am i (laughs) but i think laura this is such a like what you've been saying it's such a testament to your character that you have so much strength like i can see the strength radiating out of you that you're able to have conversations like this because it is like all the all the things that we've talked about uncovered um today uh, they're very tricky situations they're very tricky conversations that i think not enough people are having and not enough people are feeling comfortable having which is kind of why daphne and i wanted to start this podcast because over our how many years have we been friends not long i don't even know now it's it feels like a lot longer than it has a lot longer it's not been i think it's four Three or four, three, three and a half, maybe. Yeah, that is long. That is it long. Is quite yeah. long. It's quite long. I mean, I have older and better friends than her, but hey. Um, <laughs> but wow. we, we, we have these conversations. I'm sorry, I love you. Um, we have these conversations where we do d- dive into our emotions, but this has come over time. Like you, um, we haven't. We, like our friendship didn't start exactly like with us sharing like these deep thoughts and emotions it's something that we've worked on but in doing that we've realized that it's i don't know about you daphne but it's really helped me like become who i am today like absolutely since since leaving university things moving abroad since starting new jobs having an outlet where i can talk about these emotions and actually talk about these situations and experiences really honestly and openly I think is something that we should all be working to do, like not just with our like closest friends um, and our family, but maybe just making this like uh, just a, just a uh, oh I don't know, I'm trying to think of some big words. <laughs> like a you campaign. said it. We're making a campaign. We're taking yeah. a week out of Laura's books. We're doing a campaign for honesty oh my and emotional conversations. <laughs> <laughs> do it do it no it's it yeah. is so important it really is yeah um and i think that's 
personally why I'm like such an open book is because I, 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 I people might call me an oversharer because I'm literally <laughs> so happy to share everything. Um, I'm always speaking my mind. I don't like hold anything back, which is why, you know, I'm happy to, to share these situations I've had with you guys. But like it's yeah and I think because it's so important to share emotion and it's so important to talk about it and and um and also for other people because some other people might relate you know other people might be in the same situations as you um but not feel as confident to to share it but to hear that you're not alone and to hear Mm -hmm. that there is you know there are other people have been in those situations that are you know plodding along and doing okay that it that you know that that's for me that's why it's important to talk about emotion yes it helps me but more importantly it might help others um and um yeah yeah Yeah, there's a phrase Um, that i've um i've um come across quite a lot as like an early years educator so in uh, kindergarten teachers and kind of wider um primary secondary teachers and this has been specifically in relation to uh books and resources um namely that's come across in the Black Lives Matter movement. But the phrase that really stick stuck with me was um, we need to provide windows and mirrors. So in that sense, it was for the children to be able to, for instance, if they open a picture book, they want to see um, other children that look like them in the book. So for, like maybe that's specifically for like a, a black child reading a picture book, they see someone that looks like them, but also for a white child to open the same picture book and they see someone different. So they see a window into something else. That's incredibly important. And I think like what you've said, this podcast, these conversations can be reassuring to people going through the same thing, but also it could be a window for other people who maybe have not experienced the same emotions, but it's still important that they know about them and that they know about mm, these yeah. situations. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's my favourite phrase so far. That is such your, a lovely mama, phrase. your mum's yeah. phrase. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a lovely, a lovely phrase. I love that. Yeah. Uh, maybe think of something then as well. Um, oh, no, it's gone. What are we talking about? It's right, it will um, come to you. It will come, it's it will fine. come back. Oh yeah, also, yeah. That I think as well it's really important that you know, you can experience like these emotions and you can be going through rough times without having to have past trauma. Like and some yeah. it's all relative, you know? And I think I, I don't because there's, there's been times where I've um you know, I went. I, I, you know, I've grown up very, very religious, but um, religion is still. It's not. I'm not. I don't practice it as much anymore. But um, I, I went. I remember going to this like Christian camp thing where like there were, we went to meetings in this massive gazebo, and people were talking about their their like life experiences of how they found God and and it all came from a really traumatic time of them being literally rock bottom and um and then suddenly they saw something or they went through such a a traumatic experience and I almost felt like it's like am I not do I not have like I'm it's awful that these people go through these things but but you know you still have um you still are allowed to feel these things if you don't have a reason for feeling it and you're still allowed to to experience something um if you if you know if you don't have i don't know if i'm making any sense but you still but it's like you you don't need to have um you know the trauma that um 
that some another person's been through to feel just to have depression if they have depression. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. if if you've grown up um, and you you haven't you don't have. Um, uh, you, you have depression like I've got depression let's share it woo depression um, it's but it's like you don't need to have a reason for having it you can just have it and you can have these emotions you can feel things and you don't need to to be like okay well I'm, I'm not allowed to feel upset about this because um, that person also feels upset about their situation but they have gone through a lot so they are more justified to feel that but it's all relative and I think yeah. you know so I don't I don't want to say like you know, oh, I've been in an abusive relationship. I have depression. To be like, I woe is me. I am like the like I've had the worst experience in the whole world. Well, obviously I haven't, and it's but like it's all relative. And I think it just it it just talking about it because it sparks emotion and just you know you just need to yeah. ask yourself what how are you feeling and and um, and because that's really important more than more than how how others are feeling I guess in different situations I don't know what I'm saying anymore <laughs> that's so true though because so I, true it is all relative like you can um someone yeah. could be going through a very difficult time that maybe to you doesn't seem that difficult because you've yeah. dealt with more or you can handle it better but that's not your place to say cheer up like yeah there's people starving like there's people yes. there's always that there's that judgment that people yes. often say to you like if like or to other people um you get that sense where people are judging you and saying oh well you know in reality it's not that bad or stuff like that and people often say mm. like I've had conversations where people say to me oh but you know this person's feeling like that but you know do you really think they actually like is it actually that bad um mm. and people often talk about other people like that but in reality you have no idea how intense it might be for them and just because they might not have gone through something before that's as intense as someone else maybe that makes it even more heightened for them because they don't have those emotions or that history of you know dealing with it or knowing how to deal with it so it might even be more intense for them yeah and I think it's like like you say like people you know people are starving in the world like how can you be so upset about this Mm -hmm. um like again yes it's all relative but equally I think it's 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 healthy to um you know feel these things but also have gratitude for for what you do have so in in the times when you're not you're not so upset or sad or or feeling these emotions it's recognizing you know what what you do have and and your privilege and 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 be grateful for 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 what you do have in situations where you know other people might not have the same things so like again I'm, i'm i'm so grateful that i'm in such a privileged position I'm staying with my parents at the moment because I'm trying to save money um and you know I have I have I have somewhere to stay I have such loving parents throughout COVID I've had a garden when it's been really sunny I've been able to sit in a garden some people who've lived in like flats or stuff like they had to stay inside and not even see the sun and that's that's something I'm really grateful for um and I'm grateful that I can you know that I that I have a support network and I'm grateful that I you know that I'm alive and I uh, so it's so it's just like sometimes sometimes as well when you're sad I'm not, I'm not saying don't feel sad it's important to feel what you're feeling and, and and recognize that and reflect on that but but yeah do do think of what you're grateful for and if you're having a low day it's always nice to sort of list five things that you're grateful for today and that sort of it sort of counteracts it um and there's this like really 
I don't want to sound preachy, <laughs> but there's this there's this really um, a cool quote that I I heard once, and I can't remember who it was from. It was on the radio, um, so source unknown. But it was like um, they spoke about how like reflecting. And like it's vital to reflect on like where you're going, and an unreflective life is not worth living. But that an unreflective life is not worth living is from the ancient philosopher um, Socrates. So that bit I know. But um, but uh, and they said so um, like going forward, say so don't hate, don't worry, give more, expect less, live simply, forgive often, help others love graciously spend less and be a peacemaker and i just think that is such a lovely like lovely little message to remind yourself of um every day like i don't i don't remind myself of that every day but i i and i should i really should but it's just nice to to go forward with that um and it's just very important message there i think Thanks for listening to Getting Personal. Don't forget you can like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. And give us a review and a rating. It helps other listeners find us in the charts. We'll see you next time.